my favorite part of the entire Avengers Infinity War movie, like, the Hulk like fell yes, down and she's like, yes. the judgment on her face it's so was funny. incredible. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Dinner Views. I'm Matthew Francis. And this is a show where basically I make a dream dinner for my friends here in Hollywood and then I interview them about their life, their career, and what their views are on the world. Today I have... Get up here. <laughs> Hello! Kevin Wynn. <laughs> it's me. And um, your Instagram is Kevin J. Wynn. Yes, yes, underscore. Underscore at yes. the end. And then for Twitter there's no underscore. There is no underscore on Twitter. There is one on Instagram. <laughs> What's nice is if you go to YouTube it'll be on the screen so you can just read it and then type it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you're here tonight. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to give you all the food because you liked nice, simple, good food, which I'm excited about. Yeah, when you asked me, I was just like, oh man, what am I craving like all the time? I'm just like, I love a good steak and fries. Like, I love that so much. <laughs> great, great. Um, so before we get into actual food, I kind of make everyone work for the food. All right, okay, so we have, like, well... some, we have some questions and games and segments first. Oh, but first, okay. um, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, give us like an abridged life story of Kevin. Ooh, life yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm Kevin J. Wynn. I was born in California and then I moved around a lot throughout uh, the U.S. And then uh, most recently I lived in Florida uh, and then I moved here for like the past, I don't know, like four years. Okay. Um, and I have always wanted to you know, do really impactful work, especially in storytelling in the digital space. And so I worked with Jubilee Media and then I ended up at BuzzFeed, which is where I met you. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, at BuzzFeed, I was a producer, a supervising producer, and I managed teams, led initiatives and whatnot. And I love digital, I love making videos, and I love social impact. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin's videos have always been like the really beautiful, uh, visually stunning ones oh, and the no. ones that like really talk about like have like, yeah, important impact, which is great. Mm -hmm. And when, when I was an intern and fellow, I think you were like leading classes. I yeah, yeah, I was like teaching, I, I think I taught you a, a few classes. Yeah, like thumbnail, Photoshop yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, great. So the first thing we're going to do is a segment that I call fast food favorites. Ooh, I love that. Uh, and not fast food as in like fast food restaurants, but like oh. <laughs> fast, like the game is fast. Okay. So essentially, I, I kind of feel like everybody um, can really get to know a person by their like favorite foods or oh, like yeah, their yeah. food preferences, right? Okay. So here's a list of like food items and you're going to reach into this pot mm -hmm. and grab them and then as quick as you can like list off your favorite flavors of that item, right? <laughs> okay, and if then, it gets weird, I'm sorry. No, no, that's, that's the way because then you're, you know, learning your true self, right? Oh, yep. And what's fun about this is everyone competes. So like everyone has a, like a certain amount. The high, oh. the, yeah, the high score is Jaleesa with 24. Oh, I'm not surprised. Um, but maybe you can beat her tonight. Wait, so I just list a bunch of flavors? So like if you like no, so if you like grab like burrito filling, okay. you tell me your favorite burrito filling, move on. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. Got it? Okay. Oh, Here we go. I don't even know that one. Three, two, one, go. Oh wait, at the you that's my timer. bad. I, I I have a timer. <laughs> you have a second so, to collect yourself. So nervous. <laughs> don't worry. I was watching Ellen oh, one second. There oh, who wasn't though? Uh, okay. And three, two. One, go. Okay. Uh, uh, ice cream, ooh, chocolate. Uh, seafood, ooh, salmon. Sushi, um, shrimp tempura. Uh, vegetable, right now asparagus. Fruits, uh, lychee. Um, burrito filling, uh, beef. <laughs> um, bagel, uh, just a simple bagel is good with me. Um, bread, uh. Uh, uh, white bread. <laughs> uh, dairy item ice cream. <laughs> Love ice cream. Uh, chip flavor, sour cream and onion. Okay. Uh, sandwich, ooh, uh, meatball sub. Yes. Um, rice, ooh, white rice, duh. Um, pasta sauce, Alfredo. Um, grain, ooh, uh, I don't know grains. Uh, regular gray? <laughs> uh, chocolate bar. Oh. You can do it. That one counts. Uh, Hershey's. Hershey's. Nice. Okay. Um, 
I have some thoughts and uh, things I want to comment after, but let's count them up. How many did okay, you get? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You eight, did pretty good. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15. 15. 15. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, Nikki got 16. <laughs> I got grains. I'm like really bad. I, I think like white rice is a grain. Um, I, I, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, is I, we, was, I was stumped. I was that's stumped. all right. That's all right. Um, and I've noticed like you like a lot of like, um, like white creamy stuff or like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, so like there was like ice cream, Alfredo, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So, well, cool. it's also like the first thing that would come to my mind yeah. too. Yeah. I, I love all of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of like creamy, like things that are not good for you. Right. So Alfredo, I grew up loving Alfredo. I think recently I started getting into, um, what is that like? It's like that tomato bolognese sauce. Okay. Yeah. Bolognese. Right. That's that's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm I've been eating that a lot whenever I order pasta out. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like a that's like a different type of cream where it's like a meaty. Yeah. Creamy. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, and I think you're gonna be really excited for some of the food because I made like a creamy sauce for Ooh. the for the um, for the for the fries. Yes. Okay. Um, awesome. The next thing is um, I'm gonna ask some questions that people sent in. Okay. okay yeah. Basically, like I kind of took like an amalgamation of a lot okay. of them because some of them were repeated or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the first one is, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but what's like your favorite video or your favorite mm. project you've ever done? Oh man. It's hard because, I mean, you know, we've like made so many videos yeah. during our time at BuzzFeed, yeah. and like to pick like one is really hard. But I think, oh, man, I have a few. I think most, the most. Uh, I think probably the one that I didn't think would blow up as much as it did was my uh, the best things about being Vietnamese. Oh. I did that video because. I realized we didn't have a lot of Vietnamese content at BuzzFeed and I was just mm. like, I want a video where it's just kind of like unapologetically Vietnamese yeah. and like, I don't care like if you're, you know what I'm talking about or not, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And like it blew up on Facebook and like it was a big hit on like um, for the Vietnamese community yeah. and like if I ever am out in public and there's a Vietnamese person, they'll be like, you're the guy from that video. I'm just like, I am, you know, so. I think I feel really good about that one because of like just the representation for the community. Definitely. Hmm. Um, and and but it didn't do as well on YouTube. It just like did really well on Facebook. Or yeah, it was just like a scripted video, so like you know, it, it's not gonna hit as hard on YouTube, right. but on Facebook, it has like higher chances of like really spreading. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, the next one, uh, a lot of your people you said are like really interested in like your dating life, and oh they really gosh. were. They're they're like, how are you still single, and <laughs> do you use dating apps? So like maybe uh, we just like talk about like what's how weird dating is in LA. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't. My followers, they just like are constantly trying to like know what I'm up to yeah. in like my dating life, hmm. and I'll say that uh, yes, I am single, and yes, I'm on dating apps, and like you know. Dating in LA sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like it's like both nice and kind of terrible because there's so many people, mm -hmm. right? And there's like a lot of great people in mm -hmm. LA, mm -hmm. but at the same time, because there's so many people, then a part of you, and I'm guilty of this, a part of you thinks like, oh, like, you know, that there was that tiny thing that like wasn't amazing, uh, swipe left, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm onto the next person. And yeah. so, I don't know. I've been single for a while because I, I think I'm in LA, but I don't know. I feel like if I was back in Florida and I was like actively dating, I probably would have been married by now. Yeah, like I feel like <laughs> in, in smaller towns, like what well, was one other gay person? Yeah, right. Guy, right? <laughs> Whereas like here, you're like, kind of allowed to be more selective, but that's also like damaging yourself. It's, it's yeah, hard. yeah. It's like it's kind of a win-win and lose-lose at the same time. You just there's you just are perpetually single until you find like the right person. Yeah. So if you're cute and you're nice, uh, message uh, Kevin and then yes, try and date him. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then um, I know you've talked about like the importance of faith for you in some videos. So people actually like mention that. It's so, like why is your faith important to you, and mm. we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. So like, so I like grew up in a very like Catholic household, Same. and I was like baptized and everything. I actually went to like Catholic school up until I was in high school. 
And so I was doing that whole thing. And so faith has always played like a, a, an important part of my life. Mm-hmm. It was like a moment in my life where, you know, like I was like coming to terms with who I was and I realized like, oh, like I don't think it's like in Catholicism, it's not okay to be gay yeah, and like yeah, yeah. all these things. And so I was wrestling with like my identity with also being like Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, you know, there were a lot of like Catholics that I was surrounded by and not saying like everybody's like this, but those who were around me, they were really like a negative like force in my life. And yeah. I, I just didn't appreciate that. And so I like kind of went away from faith for a little bit. And uh, under some like circumstances, I somehow like stumbled upon like a really great group of friends who just happened to be Christian. Mm. And so they never like pushed anything on me, but like I live with them and every Sunday they all like went to church and I'd be like FOMO, I'm like, uh, I wanna hang out, you know, yeah. because then afterwards they get lunch and they get they get good food and whatnot. I'm like, oh. I love that. Oh. And so I like tagged along with the ride and I realized like Christianity was like a little bit different from Catholicism. And uh, the one that I am a part of, I could prescribe to, and like it's very like liberal and progressive positive. and positive, yeah. right? And like um, where I go specifically, it's like very like creative and it's all about the arts and all that. I'm like, oh, I love this. Mm. And so I found my way back into faith. Yeah. And so I'm like a Christian and like I actually got baptized like two years ago. Oh. Yeah, like baptized as an adult. Wow. And I think it's like, I think it sometimes is like weird because it's just like, oh, I'm like gay and a Christian, but like, how do you uh, coincide with that? And I think it's a lot of like having to navigate yeah. those conversations. Yeah. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is like, sometimes I don't agree with like God's followers, but I agree with God, you know? I like that. Yeah. Um, my dad's actually a deacon. Oh. I, yeah. I grew up Catholic and um, same kind of thing where I was like, these people are driving mm-hmm. me nuts. Right. I don't know if I can handle it here. Right. And I haven't, like, I'd say come back to it yet, but, mm-hmm. like, I, it's nice to meet people like you because I have other, like, gay friends that are also Christian. And it's, yeah. like, it's cool to be like, you know what? Like, they are welcome back. And you can see that, like, a lot of religion is changing, hopefully for the better. Mm-hmm. There's still some few duds out yeah, there. I mean, oh. But, but yeah, overall, it's, like, it's nice to see that. And who knows? I, I might come back one day, but... Yeah, and, you know, like... It's your own journey. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going out, like, telling people, like, you must believe in something. It's like, you know, live your life, be a good human being, and that's it. For me, it's just been able to, like, center myself and just, like, honestly, for me, it just, like, gives me um, hope, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the sense of hope and optimism, because before, I'm, like, I was such a Debbie Downer and always, like, yeah. negative, but, like, you know, having faith in my life allowed me to, like, believe that there's, like, something more. Yeah. And so just be positive and optimistic, you know? Yeah, it makes you feel less, like, alone, which yeah, is good. Yeah, I, and, you know, I hate being alone. Yeah. So. Uh, and then uh, the last one is, um, what is, like, the biggest thing you geek out about? Ah, uh, okay. So we'll go, maybe we'll go in-depth with, like, certain movies or shows later on, but, like, if you had to choose one thing you geek out about most, what would it be? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, it is kind of like a, like movies. Like, okay. I geek out hardcore on, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes! Like, <laughs> I am so obsessed with it. Yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I follow a lot of, like, <laughs> fan accounts. Okay. And, like, in just, like, theories, and I read up on these theories. I'm mm-hmm. like, what's going to happen for Avengers Endgame, you know, that's coming mm-hmm. out? And, like, I actually got tickets for it opening night. Oh, and I have nice. really good seats. Um, and yeah, I like, I don't, I, I grew up always loving superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Like I love like the idea of like having superpowers and like crime fighters and whatnot and yeah. like all that stuff. And so, you know, it just allows you to like have a bigger imagination. Mm-hmm. And with how like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing it, like, I, I just think they're just doing it right. You know, like yeah. every movie builds upon something. Like, yeah. Nothing is a mistake. It's so intentional. Like, the stories are interwoven. And, like, whenever they come together, it's like the Avengers movies. It's just like, wow, like, you all have been thinking about this for, like, a decade now. You know? And, like, uh, that's just, like such good storytelling in my opinion yeah and you're and also it's almost um so your namesake kevin feige he was like in charge of everything yeah uh, uh fellow kevin like yes. i think i, I think the reason it works so well is because they have like him in charge like leading it all yeah. and like he like was a big comics book nerd mm-hmm. and he really loved 
them as a kid. So like he was like, I'm, we're gonna do it right, and like yeah. everyone kind of has to follow under him. And I think Finsey has such a great captain; it works well. Yeah. And then obviously everyone cares so much, but yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I love Marvel too. I'm, right. I'm like so excited. Wait, who's like your favorite um, Marvel superhero right now? Um, okay, character. I don't know about superhero, but Okoye is my favorite. Oh my gosh, bar none. I freaking love her. Like my favorite part of the entire Avengers Infinity War movie, like it was all great, but with that one part where like the um the Hulk like fell yes, down and she's like. Yes. Like, I, I was like that. I, I like hysterically laughed in this um, theater. No one else that. did, just me. The judgment on her face is so was funny, incredible, yeah. so subtle but so great. Yeah. So she's my favorite character. Um, yeah. And then of like the actual lineup, um, I don't know. I, I like all the female ones. I like um, Black Widow a lot too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She kicks ass. Who's yours? Oh my gosh. So Okoye definitely yeah. is amongst them. Like I, uh, I have a bunch, but I think my favorites are. Spider Man. Oh, I love Spider Man, and also Tom Holland's so good he's as Spider Man. Really cute too. <laughs> I know he's just. I I think he's just so like funny and adorable yeah. and just so innocent. There's yeah. something great about like the innocence of like a superhero, yeah. and then also like Black Panther. Like yeah, so good. And like Shuri. Oh uh, my gosh, I freaking love her. Yeah, she's so great. I was devastated to find out. Spoilers, not really, but. Like she didn't make it. Yeah. Like after the snap. Like yeah. what the heck? I know. You know. I wanted her to help solve the issue. I know. Uh, I also I do I do really love Captain America. Yeah. I didn't think I would, but like after watching all his movies, yeah. I was just like, wait, I really like you, yeah. and also Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. Did you watch? Um, we should definitely go more into this later on after we have the food. But yeah. um, did you watch the Peggy Carter series? No. So like Agent Carter, um, who was like in the first movie with him? Right. She had her own series. And I know. She's awesome oh I, really i'm obsessed with her too that was only for two seasons right? yeah but it was, it's worth it watch it it's yeah. really good okay the only marvel tv shows i watch is runaways okay that's yeah, yeah. i haven't seen i watched a little bit of shield and then yeah. i love agent carter okay and then i'll check it out yeah. yeah i love runaways though okay it's so good it's based out here in la oh wow yeah yeah okay okay great um so now that we've asked some questions it's time to the next segment is called dream dish Okay. So I actually serve you the food, okay? Finally. So hungry. <laughs> and while I go get it ready and bring it out, um, mm -hmm. think about something because while I'm dishing the food for you, okay. you have to dish something for us. So think of oh. either like some kind of secret thing that no one knows about you you want to like reveal. Uh, okay. Or something like that. But I'll be right back, okay? Okay, sure. Yeah. Excited. Ooh, yes. Ugh. I love french fries. And that's a garlic aioli, mm. sriracha ketchup. Uh, I, you're saying all the things I love. <laughs> How hungry are you? You want a huge steak or a normal size steak? I'm pretty hungry. Okay, great. Here's a free one. <laughs> yes. Matt, the hospitality. <laughs> oh my gosh. There wow. Go. There you go. This is beautiful. Thank you. Hey, can I take a picture of this? You can. Okay. Yeah, so have you... Okay, so this is me dishing the food for you. Yes. Uh, how does it all look? It looks incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, you put the fries down first. Yeah. And I had to put so much self-control not to just like go for it. Most people just eat it, so you're welcome to just snack <laughs> whenever you want. Okay, great. Um, okay, so like let me just give a little bit of an explainer of everything we have here. Okay. Um, because... So people who are listening can't always see the food, but I put photos on Instagram when, when the show goes live, it goes up on Instagram. And then eventually the goal is to have all the food on YouTube so people can actually watch how it's being prepared. Mm -hmm. But for Kevin, we have a nice, huge, like six to eight ounce ribeye steak yes. seared. I got like nice grill marks on there. And then we have like a rainbow veggie kebab with um, yellow bell pepper, mushroom, red onion, zucchini, red bell pepper. And then we have some fresh fried garlic fries. So how I do that is basically there's like oil and I'm frying it, but I also uh -huh. like throw in some garlic cloves. Oh, and so like perfumes whole yeah. thing. Ooh. And then I take the fried cloves and I made a fresh aioli out of it. Oh, nice. Um, and aioli is like a fresh mayonnaise and mm -hmm. it has to have garlic. So you basically puree garlic, egg yolk, uh, Dijon mustard, lemon juice or vinegar, salt. And then you like stream in oil while it's uh, um, yeah. blending and you get that. Oh, I love aioli. Um, and then we have a sriracha ketchup, so you Yum. have like, options for dipping. Wow. Yeah, so dig in. Oh, thank you. Can I get a napkin? Yes, you can. That's why they're here. Thank you. I just bought these pants, ah. and like they're really light wash jeans. Yeah. 
And I've actually been eyeing these pair, the, this pair, for like years now, oh, and wow. I finally got it. It's my splurge. Where from? Um, it's from Top Man, and they just like make really good jeans. Mm. And but I literally, this is I think my second day wearing it out. Oh shit! <laughs> and so like I really don't want oh, it to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just uh, going to protect my legs. Do it. Oh wow. Okay. So you have to try everything, and then we'll get into like actually talking. But okay, enjoy okay. the food now. Uh. Wow, I love ribeye. <laughs> right, it, it's, it's the best one. Yeah, uh, it, this is so good. Nice. And it's like nice and like red inside. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like when I was a kid. I would eat steak like for some reason like more well done yeah and a lot of moms do it that way yeah and i was just like man you know it's like so dry i don't like steak yeah and then uh, i like grew up and then i tried like a medium rare steak i was like wait a second what is this mm -hmm. it's so good hmm um i'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a fry yeah I am too. Wow, it's so crunchy and I haven't even eaten it yet. I'm glad they are because I had to refry them because, you know, we were doing the yeah. interview before and I was like, I hope they don't like burn or get weird tasting. So those are crispy still. It's great. Wow, it's so good. Yeah. I can never get my fries to be this crisp. Oh, I yeah? don't know why. I'm also like not the best cook, but you know I make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, really, it's just like this um, line, and you kind of keep going until you're like, is that too much? Okay, take them out, and then they're usually good. What type of potato is this? Um, russet. Okay. What do you usually use? I don't remember. Oh, like I the normal one. Is yeah, I, I like. I haven't attempted this in like over a decade. I'm scarred. Yeah, I would say the biggest tricks are. Like while I'm chopping the potatoes, mm -hmm. I always, um, you know, cut them and then I soak them in water so they don't turn mm -hmm. brown. Yeah. And then after that, you like dry them off and make sure they're really dry before they go in the oil, mm -hmm. so you don't like explode your house. Right. Uh, <laughs> and um, and then yeah, just like you go for a long time. There's like many methods. People like sometimes like double fry them or mm -hmm. they'll like boil it first and then fry. There's like many things, but honestly, as long as you just go until they're dark brown, you're fine. Yeah. People, I think people are afraid to go dark brown. Um, mm -hmm. Uh. But no, that's, like, that's how, like, any, if you're not, the only place that can really get them nice and not just brown, but still be crispy is, like, um, the, the commercial ones that you, like, you know, Orida or, like, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you're, like, homemade, you kind of have to go that crispy. Yeah. I'm into it. Mm. And then uh, with this, you just, like, eat it. Eat yeah. it like that? Uh -huh. Okay, cool. You can dip it. You can mm -hmm. um, take some steak and eat it with the veggies. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad you have the veggies because... It's going to be very unhealthy tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but you know, keep eating. We're, you know, the whole point is to kind of be munching the whole time. So like, there's mm -hmm. no, don't feel weird about being like polite because I think people like the sounds. Yeah. Um, and but um, yeah, like, what dish for us? Like something that you don't have to, like have like some deep dark secret, but just like something that people may not know about you mm -hmm. that you can like have be an exclusive mm -hmm. for this time together. Hmm. Um. I don't know how exclusive this is. Oh, should we hold for that? Yeah, it might as well, but like, honestly, we're in Hollywood. It's always going to be like Yeah. Um, like, I don't know how exclusive this is, mm -hmm. but whenever I do share this, so whenever anybody asks me, like, what's a fun fact mm -hmm. about me? And I, I say this, and then they're just like, wait, what? I'm like, I've told you all this, like, numerous times. Oh, shit. But my thing is, is that I'm actually a black belt. See, everybody like reacts. That's cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> wow. I it, I got it when I was like young. I was like fifteen at the time. Okay. And so I'm I haven't done martial arts since, mm. and so it's been like well over like a decade. So. Could you like still whip it out though, and 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 like do it right away, or do you have to like practice? That's pretty cool. I mean, cool. no, I definitely need to practice. Okay. But let's say like, knock on wood, nobody does this. But right. if someone like tries to attack me, right. Then I would know at least like the basis for it. Yeah. Because a lot of it was just like muscle memory. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous because as a kid I always wanted to take karate and I told my parents multiple times I wanted to do karate. Oh really? Martial arts and they were just like, no. 
I don't, we don't think so. So it never <laughs> happened. Um, but um, that's really cool. Maybe I can like live vicariously through your memories or something. Yeah. Wait, did you like do sports instead? Did your parents put you in sports? Yeah, I was. Um, so I did uh, basketball, softball, Whoa. Um, soccer. Okay. But I was like really young, and then yeah. I was like in high school. I was like, um, I, I well, I, I played softball all through K through twelve, and then I um, mm -hmm. still do it for BuzzFeed's team. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I played those when I was young, and then I was on like speech team, and I did a lot of mm. like, more like clubs in high school yeah like sports but, same <laughs> um yeah but i always wanted to like because i loved like power rangers growing yeah, up yeah me I like, too i was like i want to be able to kick butt i freaking love power rangers mm. yeah that, show. that was like my jam growing up well yeah that's my my dish awesome um so then we'll just kind of go into like the normal dinner view okay. like there's all the other stuff that i want to like know about your life and by the way if if it is too rare for you, let me know. Mm -hmm. I can cook it more. If you want like, a more um, done piece, mine smaller. But whatever mm -hmm. you like, if oh. it's too rare for you, let me know. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I think I should be fine now. Great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So basically, Kevin. Yes. Um. Obviously, you're very talented as like a director and producer, and we've oh. talked already about like, <laughs> your your really great videos and stuff. But like, what first sparked your interest? in like mm. film and stuff because oh, everyone has a story usually i think yeah so what's your story of what inspired you yeah um don't mind me doing this oh that's fine <laughs> um my thing was it was actually i never knew how into i it i was growing up actually okay um like in high school you know like they would give you like these projects and stuff and uh teachers would be like creative and just be like choose like to write do a book cover for this or like make a video and stuff and i always opted to make videos mm. and like i noticed that i would spend hours editing and i like loved it mm. and like i just love creating something mm -hmm. but i it never registered like oh i like making stuff you know and then i was always a big fan of youtube too yeah. like growing up mm -hmm. like i watch youtube all the time mm -hmm. um um, but I never thought it'd be like a thing that I would do. And so in college, I actually went into college, uh, as an architecture major. Oh, yeah. Cool. And so, because I, I was always creative, but I wanted like some idea of like stability. Mm. My parents, <laughs> you know, my parents are Asian immigrant parents and they always wanted me to be like a doctor or like, you know, an engineer or what have you. And I just could not do any of that stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, and so I, I tried to meet them in the middle. I was like, architecture. And uh, my first semester, my freshman year, I was, like, so lost. I, like, didn't know what I was doing. I was miserable. Right. And then I actually changed my major way too many times. Oh, so, like, what? Give us, like, the pantheon of Oh, my gosh. Okay. A to B. Okay, so, no, there's so many. Um, architecture, then civil engineering, and then pharmacy, and then uh, accounting and then business finance wow and yeah and finally film and then finally I, I went into production and that was only because i my grades were slipping and everything sucked and like mm. i didn't like i didn't know if i belonged here and stuff but i got really involved in like the asian american student community mm. and so and a great opportunity that i was like given was to go to like an an Asian American leadership conference and so I went having no like expectations for anything and I went and one of the workshops I went into was like a YouTube workshop and I was just like I love YouTube and it was led by Jubilee Media mm. and like they showed like a couple of their short films and I was just so moved by the things that they were doing they were like adults they were Asian American and like they were doing it right and I was just like wait if they can do it what's stopping me from doing it and so they inspired me to like pursue this cool. and become like a storyteller and like yeah. all these things. And then I went back to school and then I changed my major to production. Got it. Yeah. And then and then it's cool that they inspired you and they got to work there. Mm -hmm. Did you work yeah. there right after college? Mm-hmm. Wow, how cool. Yeah, so I actually worked with them throughout college. Um, not like as a full-time employee or anything, but um, there would be like, I got an internship with them. I had like a fellowship program that was a part of that I applied to and got in from them. And so 
ever since I kind of like met them, kind of started my career with them. And then I moved out here and then I worked for them for a period of time. And then I found my way at BuzzFeed. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I need a little water break. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's talk more about like representation in media because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about that. I know you're really passionate about that. Mm-hmm. When we did our Vietnamese video together yeah. for the for Tasty, like that was a big part of like the voiceover and everything. Mm-hmm. But like. So for someone who maybe doesn't understand, like, we're not having any issues right now, there's no room to grow, Mm -hmm. what would you say to someone like that where you think, like, how would you explain the change we need? Uh, Man, um, it's so much there, right? Because I just feel like with the day and age that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. digital is so big, right? Like, the internet, like, this generation really is heavily impacted by the internet more so than any other generation. Like, I feel like our generation was like the start of yeah, it. Yeah. But this, like, I see kids at like the age of four having like iPads, you know? Yeah, scary. And like, they know what they're doing on it. Mm. And so it's just like, access to media is so easy now. Yeah. It's both a blessing and a curse. Because with all of that being so accessible, it also means that there is so much harm and bad that could also spread. A lot of brainwashing that can easily right. happen, yeah. Easily, like these like n- terrible campaigns or like fake news and just like things that just aren't true. And mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, like it was always a problem. This was always a problem, the lack of representation in media, in like entertainment. Mm-hmm. But now with like, so many people having access to this folks who like you know in the midwest who would never meet like a person who looked like me right Mm -hmm. and like maybe they've met one or two people who were asian but i have no understanding of it maybe they watch like a couple like movies and then they're just like oh yeah that's it but now they have more access and so like because of that more access who is in charge of giving that representation where it's due right? right and so if we allow our stories to be told by folks who just don't understand our stories, mm-hmm. who gloss over the nuances of who we are and our identity, then that, in a lot of ways, will snowball and become an avalanche to something much bigger and like very harmful. And you know, a lot of these folks who are consuming this media who don't know any better, it's not you know, out of maliciousness either. Sometimes it's just purely ignorance. Yeah. And then they act out in malicious ways out of fear right right it's never like i want to well i don't want to say never (laughs) but like there are people who just like act out out of fear but then there are others who act out purely out of maliciousness and for us we need to be at the forefront of like shaping these stories because we know because it's our own stories and we need to like push culture forward in that sense yeah and also like if they're getting in like um, a lot of like images, stories that aren't true because they're written by someone that isn't from that experience. Um, mm-hmm. It also can just like fully remove them even more. So like right. they're gonna not like next time they see a movie that may star um, an Asian person or a gay person or mm-hmm. whatever, they're like I'm not even gonna go watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like turning them off even more. Right. Whereas like um, which is horrible and it's like so it's not only just like not contributing to what we hope can like offer more stories in the future is like detracting which is like so scary to me yeah um but uh and then i'm also but what what is good is i think when you do have people who are like so if i write like a gay story about like the my personal life like that's not gonna be something that anyone else can really do right same for Mm -hmm. you and then it's what's cool about that is then uh like if you can convince like the one person or the one who maybe if you like maybe if you go at it really in a really uh, natural like realistic uh, relatable way, mm-hmm. then you that's when you need one character to really empathize with, and mm-hmm. then that like you know Midwestern mom yeah like oh you know what and then they then like the whole of information like opens up and they're like oh I want to learn this I want to yeah. learn that and that's what I think is like hopefully what we're kind of on the cusp of now yeah, yeah. I I think like we're in an interesting time I think like. We're scratching the surface of it yeah. because there's so much to be done. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the goal too is just to normalize our identities that yeah. like, 
you know, like we too can like be in like a rom-com and it do well. Like, you know, like with these identities used to be like pigeonholed into certain roles and stories that were very stereotypical, but like there, there's so much more to that. Like some people's stories are that, yeah, but like not everybody's stories like that. And I think like the more we're able to tell unique individual stories within these communities, the more people will understand like, oh my gosh, like you're so much more multifaceted than I thought you were. And that's what I'm hoping like the Midwestern mom can like understand, you know? Exactly. Nothing against Midwestern moms. I have a Midwestern mom (laughs) and she can learn more. I would say that. Just like every area where like you're not exposed to a lot of different types of people. Yeah. Um, who would you say or like what certain shows movies movies right now are like are you thinking are like nailing it and you want more from that director or more from that showrunner or like what's like mm. your favorite things now that are like pushing the needle oh my gosh there's um, so many right but I there's want so to get your, many yeah. um, oh man well you know <clears throat> ow like I mentioned I mentioned it earlier but like Marvel is great right yeah and I think like Marvel has it always been the best at this? No. Admittedly. A lot of Ad- locker room talk and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, like, you know, if you look at, like, the first two phases, it was predominantly, like, white men. <laughs> um, but now, you know, Kevin Feige and, like, the entire studio, they're realizing, like, wait a second, like, we need to shift. We need to, like, progress and grow. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, with Black Panther doing so well and, like, in development that there's, like, an Asian-American superhero mm-hmm. coming soon. Yeah. The Black Widow movie, Captain Marvel, final like it took a decade for Captain Marvel to come out, you know. But like, thank God, mm-hmm. right? So them for sure, and then like a TV show that I am obsessed with right now is uh, Pen Fifteen. I people have been telling me to watch that, and it looks, um, it looks really funny. I just haven't gotten to it yet. But. It is so funny. The writing and okay. directing is wonderful, and like the two main actresses, they um, they're playing themselves, right? Okay as like 12 year olds and it's like so hilarious and like they really unearthed that like cringiness of being a middle schooler just like trying to navigate your way Mm. and i think it's just wonderful because it captures like the innocence Mm. of that time yeah and also like how hard it is uh, uh, right and like whereas you know and there's no shade against this but like we have a lot of Riverdales, right? Yeah, like, uh, too yeah, many. Yeah, and even like, you know, back in the day, Glee, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, like very like hypersexualized, like teenagers and whatnot. Yeah. But like, Pen15 doesn't go there. They're in middle school and they're like just figuring it out, you know? Love that. And um, one of the, the leads is like a Japanese American woman and like, she like talks about like her identity and being like Asian as a middle schooler and whatnot, but it's like so subtle, but also it's so nuanced, right? Mm. Like, I love that like she and her family gets to speak like random lines of just Japanese because they're talking to each other right. and it's like normal. No subtitles. Right? No subtitles. Love that. It's yeah. just normal. It's just how it is, and it's just like yes, that I'm so familiar with that because that's how I grew up in my household. Cool. Those are the things. Check it out for sure. Yeah. My, fa- I, I mean, the the ad that always pops up for um that show is like mm-hmm. the one girl I'm who I assume you were talking about with like yeah. the drums. Like, yeah. That <laughs> always pops up. I'm like, oh my just gosh. that is like a good seller. Iconic scene. You need to watch okay, it. Okay. Okay. It's so good. What are your goals long term? Like, I know, you, of course, you want to direct and produce, but like, right? Is there specific dreams that you think? that maybe you haven't told people because I'm a big proponent of like vocalizing mm-hmm. dreams and getting it out into Manifesting. the world. Manifesting. Oh, I yes. think it's so true. So like, yes. tell me everything that Kevin should be in 30 years or something. Jeez. Um, th- 30 years. I mean, whatever number, but. Yeah. Um, well, aside from like the typical stuff, like I, I'd hope to be married and have kids by then and have family and nice. all that stuff. Nice. Um, but career wise, honestly, like I get asked this a lot. And I would say, like, for me, it's not necessarily that I want to be famous or, right. like, I want to... It isn't quantitative what I want. Right. What it is is that my mission is as long as I'm, like, somehow empowering people of marginalized communities to feel like they are heard and feel like they have a platform and just feel, like, em- empowered and, and safe and just, like, wonderfully themselves, yeah. like... 
that's what matters to me yeah and like that's why i'm currently in the position i'm in because i want to create content where people can feel represented to feel like oh my gosh that's me yeah. um but i don't have to be doing that for the rest of my life like yeah i see my career being like very fluid as long as i have like i am um paying attention to like what my mission is right and honestly this is so left field but i've told some people this but i actually one day when i retire i want to open up an ice cream shop oh okay yeah. i love, love ice cream yeah. i love ice cream mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. and i just feel like ice cream like you can't eat ice cream and be upset right no, like you, you eat it and you're just like mm, it feels good you know there's a reason why like in like when people will like break up and they're just like do you want a pint of ice cream and yeah. stuff, you know like it just makes you feel better and so i want to be able to like make an amazing ice cream shop and like the branding be like no matter who you are once you walk through those doors you are welcomed here yeah. uh, so that's my thing what's your favorite ice cream flavor oh man it like like juggles around mm -hmm. but like um this is gonna sound i mean probably not strange to you nah. because you're a chef but like I love corn flavored ice creams. Oh, um, you would love this. Um, so a great choice. Mm -hmm. Um, so my family's from the Midwest, right? Oh. And my mom grew up on a farm, and like we oh. do like a, a, a corn roast every September. Oh, cool. And when, I, when I lived in September, or when I lived in Seattle, yeah, my my family came to visit me around that time. Mm -hmm. So corn was in season, and I was working at a restaurant in Seattle, mm -hmm. and the pastry chef who was amazing, I love her to this day. Hi, Brittany, I miss you. <laughs> uh, she, um, like, was told, that, or I told them that my parents were coming, so they made, like, special things for the menu for my family. Aww. And my, she made a roasted corn ice cream mm. with caramel popcorn. It was insane. It was so good. And mm -hmm. if you liked corn ice cream, I think you would have loved it. But, you yeah, know, I'm not, awesome. that's not weird to me at all, because corn is, like, a, basically it's like a starch. So, like, mm -hmm. it works really well with sugar and with it's cream, so. So good. Yeah. And, like, um, I also... <laughs> This is gonna sound really weird, kind of nerdy, lame. Okay. But as an adult, I realized everybody like is into collecting something, right? Mm. Whether they like to admit it or not. And I realized I'm just like, oh, I'm boring. I don't, I don't collect anything. Yeah. And I was like, I want to start collecting something. And then I realized, and then I started collecting enamel pins. What are those? They're, you know, they're just like those metal pins oh, that you wear. Got it. You know, like a Pokemon badge. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And what's your favorite one you have? Uh, oh man, it's really hard. It's like choosing a baby? It is, because the thing is, it's like, enamel pins, like, they're really cute. I like collect the cute ones, or like I collect like a cool looking one, but uh, I think right now, my most recent purchase is actually a um, paper bow. Okay. And I really like that um, because it's actually my logo. Okay. So like my personal like brand and logo and whatnot, I created like a long, long time ago was a paper bow. And so okay. for the first, I was just like perusing this like uh, store and then I saw that and I was like, I need to get that. And so that's my current favorite. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. So uh, in your life, you can either go with like, you know, personally or maybe with career, but like what have been some like hardships that you've mm. faced that like you've either you know maybe not passed yet or one that you like you've jumped over the hurdle and now you've like gone on the other side but like mm. what are some hurdles in your life man hmm i feel like a lot well i yeah i think everyone has a lot but i, I mm -hmm. um uh yeah I, just, I love to hear how people get over hardships because there's hardships like I have, I have hardships too so yeah yeah um i think like well, one of the biggest hardships was like my when I went to college, right? Mm -hmm. And I told you earlier, like I just didn't know what I was doing with my life, and that was really rough. Yeah. Um, but I think from there, you know, I like select. I was like, I'm gonna be a production manager, and I graduated. And I was just like, I know that if I want to make it, I need to move to LA because mm -hmm. I was living in Florida back then, mm -hmm. right? And um, the job opportunities out here would be so much more. Um, my thing was, I didn't have a place to live, nor did I have a job lined up. Right, oh yeah, risky. Yeah, but I knew I had to do it. And like that scared me a lot because, you know, there's so much uncertainty and like I had saved, but like I would only be able to last for like several months and that's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Like I had friends out here and whatnot, but like I there was just so much that could go wrong. Yeah. And like my parents, I'm I'm also the oldest of my generation. Oh wow. Yeah, and so like there's a lot riding on me, a lot of pressure, and yeah. I'm the first American born. Okay. In my family. So a lot of expectations. A lot, a lot of expectations, and so I was just like, I can't screw this up, and like I, it was like a lot of like self pressure, mm. and I was just like. I just got to do it. I just got to take this leap of faith. Yeah. And so I moved to California. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I had like a freelance gig that I had lined up and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through like the grace of God, I like, my friend uh, let me live with him and his pregnant wife at the time. Oh, and they wow. lived in a one bedroom apartment. It was tiny. And I lived on their living room floor. That was like my area. Whoa, that's, that's, like, wh- that's like your Hollywood, like when I made it type of story. Like, yeah. yeah, wow. And like when I think about that time, I'm just like, oh, that is like the wildest, most ballsy thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Like I, I'm like very risk averse, right. but like I just did it and I knew I had to do it because I just felt like I needed to get myself here to LA. And so I, I like lived on that uh, floor for like months and like, I finished my freelance gig, but I didn't have any other jobs. I was like applying to places, but then I would get turned down like left and right because you know, you come out of college, you don't have that much experience. And I thought I was like pretty stacked versus like other like college grads. Mm. And I was really discouraged and like, um, I like broke down a lot. I like cried a lot (laughs) during that time. Um, I remember there was this specific moment where my my friend and his wife they went on a walk in the park and it was just me for like a couple hours and i just like sat in the living room and i just was just like kevin this sucks and then i just like broke down crying i remember it so vividly and i was just like i am going to disappoint so many people i can't move home move back home without like doing something out here um and then one one day I got lunch and I was eating at a Japanese food court and I finished my lunch and I was just like kind of, you know, like those like anime characters where they're just like slumping and they're just like smoking, walking around. That was me. And I was just literally, and for some reason I decided to stop at one part in this uh, food court. And for some reason too, I was compelled to like look to my left and I did. And on my left was a community board. And on that community board, there were these flyers for a bunch of things. And one of the flyers was an open room yeah. to live oh. in and like rent out. And I was just like, I think I'm going to do it. And then I called, I saw the place, and I signed the papers that same day. Wow. Yeah. And then I finally had my own place because my friend and his wife, they were literally about to have a baby, so I couldn't stay there forever. And so I found my own place. And then shortly after, I actually, um, I met up with Stephen Lim. Um, So Stephen and I have known each other for a while and through Jubilee. And so I had bumped into him and uh, he had asked me how things were going. I was like, it's really rough, man. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I think we're looking for interns right now, you should apply. And so I looked into it. And then I applied, and it was the only thing to have gotten back to me. Right. And then I got it. Yeah. So, yeah. And then from that point was how I kind of established myself in LA. Right. But it was really rough. There was a lot of doubt, a lot of like discouragement. Yeah. And, you know, I just had to like, I, I think like I'm very blessed to have had like a, a support system yeah. who were there for me and like my friend and his wife and whatnot who were like rooting for me and like, but man, it was rough. Yeah. It was hard. Well, like, I, it's really cool that you, like, powered through it because I think a lot of people would have given up and mm-hmm. gone home, right? And I think a lot of people don't even, wouldn't have even had, like, the courage to come out in the first place, right? So, mm-hmm. like, but I think you can probably attest to this. Like, I think almost, at least for me, some of, like, the craziest, most challenging things I do that are the hardest are the ones that end up paying off the most, right? And like, that's absolutely. What, what happened here. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, and now I'm actually getting to a point now where I've kind of, I've gotten used to being comfortable. So now I kind of like go towards things that scare me because yeah. I'm like, if I can accomplish another fear, that just like makes me stronger, mm-hmm. right? And so now I'm just like, like F it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna do whatever I, you know, I'm gonna like try and do what I want. And 
um, it all starts with like taking this first leap. So yeah. chase your fears, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that because yeah. I also realized like having lived out here for a few years, I started getting really comfortable. Yeah. And then I was just like, wait, like, you know, comfort doesn't bring growth. Right. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I wanted to do something that so I could step outside my comfort zone and then just really grow because I felt like I've been kind of like plateauing. And so that's why I decided to like find my own place and whatnot. Yeah. I was staying at a place for a really long time, just out of comfort. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to move. And I want my new place to be a space for people to come over and build community yeah. here. And that's yeah. like my new adventure, you know, mm-hmm. having a space for people to just to come and like talk and chill and just, you know, feel like it's a safe space, you know, mm-hmm. away from home. Great. That's, that's what I did here too. Yeah. It's great. I love it. <laughs> like, it's, it's good to like, yeah, it's like when you finally have your own space, it's like yeah. you're in control. Right. Because when you have roommates, it's really hard to like, yeah. be like, no, you can't do that. Well, you yeah. own it too. Yeah. Um, well, cool. What, what, would, what would you say like you, since you moved here, in what aspect do you think you've grown the most? Do you have like a certain... Man, uh, I feel like honestly, quite honestly, my time living in LA has been the most growth I've ever done in my life. Right, wow. Um, it's like hardcore adulting. You know, like I know how to do my taxes now. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? That, like, We're grandpas. I, I mean, folks in college will just call us grandpas, but we're very young. Um, <laughs> we are. Um, you know, like those things, which are very little, but uh, for me, it's going to sound very, very cheesy. No. But for me, I feel like the biggest growth that I've experienced um, since moving here was actually like a lot of self-love and like a lot of confidence in myself because growing up like in a very predominantly white, very um, Republican, very conservative, heteronormative, uh, heteronormative area, I never felt like I belonged or yeah. like I could have the privilege of being as confident as I could be. And so coming here and then being surrounded by so many different types of people, so many inspirational people, just really like allowed me to like come into my own. Mm-hmm. And like having worked at BuzzFeed, oh my goodness, like the people there. The people there, like, they are beaming with confidence, you yeah. know? Like yeah. you you've had like Nikki and Jalessa and they're just like so such confident women yeah. and like I like adore them and I'm so inspired by them by the things that they do. And when you are you go into work and you're surrounded by that many like incredibly talented and confident people, mm. you can't help but also drink the same water. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. just like, wait, I'm here too for mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. And like, ah, I don't know. I, I just feel like I never thought I'd be at a place where I can confidently say like, I love myself in this way, but I do. And it's great and I love it. And it, it really is a game changer. And like, you know, it's very cliche and like people say it all the time, but like, but if it's cliche, it means that it's it's true. It's so true. Right. It really is, and like it isn't until you find like peace with yourself and love yourself, truly and honestly, do you really grow so much more in your life. No, because yeah. you're finally like not wasting time with yeah. things that don't matter to you yeah. and people that are just trying to bring you down. You're finally like absolutely on a trajectory in your life where you can focus on self love and mm-hmm. building yourself to basically be. I think honestly, a lot of people always want to become like who they wish they were as a kid right mm-hmm. so like, I feel like and and then again as a, as, a, as creators I feel like we want to create um content that would have made like our five-year-old yeah. version of ourselves happy absolutely you know yeah um like yeah um I guess and then in that same vein you know we are kind of coming sort of to the end mm-hmm. if a little like uh five-year-old Kevin Mm-hmm. Was sitting here and eating the food. Uh, a, what would he think of the food? Mm. And B, what would you tell him to like let him know about his future? Mm. Well, to answer your first part of the question, uh, five-year-old Kevin like was very picky about the things he ate. Oh, and he also didn't eat a lot, mm. and so like um, he would not eat this <laughs> at all. Too much. Too much. But he loved French fries, which I still I I love French fries. And so he would take this and he would eat it, but he would nibble on it for probably an hour and then only get to like one eighth of this. Oh, wow. And that's it. Wow. So that's... that's Small stomach. Yeah, but yeah. it expanded. It expanded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what would I tell him now? I think about that often, actually. Mm-hmm. And I actually think 
if I could tell my five-year-old self, I would just tell him like, you can be whatever you want to be and it'll be okay. Right. And that like, you know who you are and like one day you're going to be proud of that and people are going to love you for that. Oh. And that's why I would tell him. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Because like, especially, um, because when you're a kid, like all that, like the future seems so like impossible and mm-hmm. you think all adults know what they're doing yeah and the biggest thing that i've learned is that like adults don't know shit like they're just no. like they're, fl- they're flustering too so like yeah that's a great thing to tell your younger self it's just like you'll be fine people will you like will you. be fine yeah you know like yeah. you you're gonna grow through some shit right like everybody does but you will make it out and you will grow from it yeah. well little kevin i'm yeah. glad you enjoyed your one little french fry um, <laughs> yeah um okay well that's great uh, words of wisdom. Um, now, so this is the official dinner views guest book, okay? Mm-hmm. And before you leave, you're gonna like sign it, and what you're gonna do is write a question for the next guest. Oh, okay. So it's like keeps going. That's and cool. Then because of that, um, our previous guest, Jess Maroney. Do you know Jess Maroney? Yes, I've talked to her a couple times. Yeah, she's like, uh, bring me vegan, yes. very eccentric. Yes. So she has a question for you, okay? Okay. And um, her question is. Do, I'm going I'm to read it in, like, everything she wrote, okay? Because it's not just a question. <laughs> okay. This is just. She says, do you dream in first person or third person? For example, when I say picture yourself on a beach, do you see the beach or do you see a version of you walking on the beach? Mm. Booyah, booyah. In parentheses, I encourage you and everyone else to ride a bike. That's Wait, Jess. what? <laughs> she wants people to be healthy and preserve the environment. Oh, I thought it was like throwing like some judgment on me because no, I can't she, ride bikes. No, she means for everyone to like not use. Oh, cars. okay, okay. I um, actually, I actually can't ride a bike. Oh, so that's a fun fact. <laughs> oh, what is it? Like, what? Like, what about riding oh. a bike? Just like, oh, you haven't. Like, oh no, like I actually don't know how to. <gasps> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Not okay. like I had a traumatic experience, well, kind of, but like, I mean, I just don't know how to ride a bike. Wow. Yeah, okay. I can swim though. There you go. Yeah, one of them done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do you dream in first person or third person? Oh my gosh. Um, like, do you, do you see your hands? Yeah. Or do you see, like, you doing things? You know what's weird is that it's both. Okay. You know, like, I will start off a dream sometimes, like, being first person. And then, like, midway through or at some point, like, I go, I become third person. And, like, right. I see, I almost see myself, but then I see everything else. Interesting. So, I don't know. I had a dream. I actually had a dream yesterday. It was very scary. Oh. It's because I watched Sabrina right before bed. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it to you. And I told myself, I'm like, Kevin, don't do this to yourself. You know how you are. And then I did it anyways because I couldn't resist. It gets really good towards the end. Yeah. I I just finished uh, like episode three of season two. Oh, you're... Okay, wait. I'm just... Season two gets even better. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, But it was... I was just like, uh, okay. But it was really scary. It was like us, like the tether, tethers and stuff. Yeah. And um, essentially it was like my family. Yeah. It was my family and I and like uh, down this like dark basement was my mom's tether. Oh. And like oh. she came, she like somehow came up and like kidnapped my siblings and it was up to my mom and I to rescue them. Hey, that's a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, really. Jordan Peele, hit me up, please. I need a job. Um, us too. Yeah, us too, but with my family. Yeah. Um, but no, it was like very scary because it started off with me being first person. But then I realized at some point, like as I was like going down this like tunnel thingy, um, I became third person. And mm. like I saw like me and then my mom and like other things around me. And so often that happens in my dreams. So Fascinating. it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I asked her, I'm like, Jess, is there, like, a reasoning behind either? And is there a reason why you're asking? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, it's a very interesting question. It, yeah. It's a good one. Yes, I think um, <clears throat> a mix, especially for you, who's, like, very cinematic and, like, directory, like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how a lot of, like, film is. You're always switching perspectives. Like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, wow. Um, okay, so before you leave, you're going to write down a question for someone okay. else. So kind of think of some things. Um, and the um, guest next week is Alex Traeger. Oh, fun! Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things you can ask her. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's basically the dinner view. Uh, it's like the last type of stuff I like to say is, you know, hopefully if people lasted the whole hour, they've mm-hmm. been sitting with us, 
and they've been hopefully like maybe they're cooking at home or they're like about to fall asleep and listening but what would you say to everyone who hung out with us um thank you for joining and Mm. listening to me talk and like aggressively munch on my food for the past like hour um yeah you all are great and continue to follow matt and what he's (laughs) doing because he's gonna do great things well, thanks, Kevin. As well, like follow him on Instagram, oh, Kevin yes. J. Win uh, underscore underscore, ha, and then for Twitter, no underscore, no underscore. And I'm sure uh, you have a lot of like things in the works, so things are gonna come out soon. Which yes, is um, hopefully, cross your fingers, yeah. send good vibes yes. that um, I have something soon. There's some cool things in development, so we'll see where that leads me. Amazing. Dinner Views now has a Patreon, and that's a place where if you want to submit actual like video questions asking our guests your question, do you actually be featured in the interview itself? I actually, and then I'm gonna put up like all like the bloopers from people on the Patreon, any extra like bonus clips. So like all the funny moments that we cut out might go there. Oh, you never told me that. <laughs> um, it's just for the Patreon members. Okay. Um, and, um, and then yeah, so thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with Alex and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. This yeah. is great. Of course. I will definitely give you a good <laughs>